0: Hello everybody (laughs) Uh, Hi, welcome to Big Trouble Little Podcast episode 221 I am Dubs, it's good to be king
1: I'm Andy
2: I'm Chaz uh?
0: (laughs) And you're muted, Zach
2: Shit I was muted, I'm Zach Yes (laughs) Fucking
3: boomer, get off the mute Hey, speaking of that music, speaking of Guts' theme The original 1997 Berserk is coming to Netflix December 1st Watch it Oh really? That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, well there's news. And every everyone's gonna be a brand new fan of it. Just like when they added Evangelion and the whole internet became an Evangelion fan for a week. <laughs> that's how that's that's Netflix and everything.
0: Chainsaw Man has been fucking going nuts lately. Like every time new episodes come out, my friends are like, Oh, it's fucking amazing. So I don't know. I got the manga. I haven't read the manga yet, but uh i've heard good things about that but before we get into what we're we're talking about is robin hood men in tights we're still uh doing the mel brooks month because of chaz's theme but what the hell you guys been watching playing to doing i i've only started a little bit of god of war ragnarok uh it's still has the same gameplay i love it you don't need to change it um there is like slight there's slight new changes based off of the axe you can now like freeze it and then you get like more power into it and there's more upgrades that i i've seen as well uh but they they they've always done like the they have a thing now a staple and it's only been two games but in the beginning they always throw this one big boss that is like epic to make you want to play more and uh chaz kind of spoiled it in the chat uh (laughs) earlier this week but i won't i won't spoil it for our audiences if you haven't played the first god of war um but yeah that's all i've been doing uh i finished uh, season four part one of manifest um it it's starting to get goofy dude like there's a sapphire now like the callings uh led them to a sapphire because on Noah's Ark there was a sapphire in other religions there there was a sapphire and there's this crazy Christian teenager <laughs> who thinks that she's an angel of God <laughs> it steals the sapphire it starts like doing like Jedi ghosts to dead people to all like the family members that died and so the show
3: isn't isn't like the the, the story isn't religious it's just
0: it's all their religions. Like it, they're saying like there's a higher power, but it's not putting a label on God because that higher power, that divine consciousness is something, but they go like, Oh, it's you no know, Christians, Muslims, Buddhism and all that stuff.
3: Yeah. My, my girlfriend started watching that show and I was like, well, how is it? I've heard it's, it's interesting. Cause you, you started watching it and someone I work started watching it and she said, I think it's a religious story, but I don't know yet. She's only like three episodes in or something.
0: Yeah. It's it's in a sense, it is religion, but it's putting a spin on it where it's like, it's not just one religion. It's many. Interesting. Yeah. So it, I, I, I just started laughing my ass off and then I, I watched two movies actually, uh, cause my dad started picking and my dad picks lame movies. Uh, but one of the movies was actually interesting. Uh, one of the movies had uh, Liam, the guy from Taken, Liam Neeson, I think. Um, He what is his name. Blacklight, where there's this OCD FBI agent who is trying to take down corrupt FBI agents, and it's just a, it's a stupid action film. It, it was, it was okay. And then,
1: Thor in it too, right? What? Or is that a different movie? Does it have as a the guy they played Thor? No. worth no. Oh, a different movie because it's another action movie, with like Black White or some or something Chris similar Hems. name. Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah, it, it sucked, but never mind. It's a different different and, movie.
0: And I don't know the I I forgot the Chris Pine movie, but I know the synopsis where the soldier he came back from Iraq and Afghanistan, and he was taking steroids because his knee is fucked up, and he has like one lung that's working. And he got dishonorably discharged because he was taking steroids while being in the army. And, uh, he went to do private military, but then they found out like the private military was part of the black ops, uh, that was used in black money. And <laughs> they were trying to do some things. And after he did his mission, they were going to kill him. And that's the start of the movie. <laughs> so my dad loves just mindless action every time I put on my movies that are more like thinky like Christopher Nolan movies and Kubrick and all that stuff he goes I don't understand I hate his number of things I hate time travel I'm like I love time <laughs> travel but uh other than that that's all I've been doing Andy what the hell you been watching playing or doing
3: Uh I watched a crud load of movies so I kind of need to try to figure out how to talk about them I gotta group them up I did play one game sort of it was just like a two-hour demo from a game jam i was just looking online and someone was like hey this game you guys should try it it's neat and uh, it's got like a playstation one aesthetic and really cool music and it's called stratosphere and you can download it for free on itch.io i, I highly recommend it it's a lot of fun i'd like to see more done with it um well what it, uh i uh one night uh youtube's doing this thing now where they uh they say you can watch a bunch of movies free with commercials, but they never show me the commercials. They never have. I don't know if it's broken or what the story is. Maybe it's my browser. I bet it's my browser. It's blocking the ads. Yeah. Oh, I watched Titan AE. Do you remember that movie came out in 2000? Yeah. There was like yeah. a billion goddamn commercials for it. I'd never seen it. Uh, It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to really like it because I fucking love um, Ralph Bakshi, the guy who was like the director. And it has a bunch of interesting voice actors in it, too. But uh, at the end of the day, it's just okay. It's neat. It has a lot of neat ideas, but I got a little bored. I didn't finish it, though, so that's something. Um, I watched uh, a noir, This Gun, for Hire. Uh, it was okay as well. Um, the I can't call him the hero because he's a motherfucker. The protagonist is very cold-blooded, like to the point where it's like kind of hard to root for him a little bit. But it's uh, it's not so much it's about him getting wrapped up in in a bunch of other stuff. Uh, some some people are selling um, chemical gas to the Japanese. It's nineteen forty one, by the way. That's important. Just chemical gas to the Japanese, and he gets he's like a hitman. He gets like wrapped up in it, and he's like a motherfucker. And but at the end, he does the right thing, of course. Uh, it's it's okay. It's pretty good. I watched it on Criterion Channel. Um. Oh, yeah, I told you guys I finally watched Black Panther. Uh, it was really good. Like, it wasn't, you know, God's answer to the comic book movie, but it was really good. Um, Michael B. Jordan is great in it. Killmonger is, like, one of my favorite Marvel bad guys now. He was excellent. MCU bad guys, I should specify. Um, Sorry, there's I watched a lot. I'm trying to I'm trying to try grip it together mm. a little bit. Uh, I watched the movie Deep Cover. Has anyone ever seen that from 1990?
2: What? It's great. It's really, it? good.
3: it's really cool it's um uh Lawrence Fishburne is an undercover cop I think I've meet, seen it he meets up with Jeff Goldblum yes just like this uh yeah this he, he's um just like a lawyer and they're both into drugs and um it's kind of hard to describe the plot but like I said he's 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 an undercover cop And he wants to bust people and then like he kind of gets fucked with a little bit by his superiors and like a bunch of shit happens in the drug trade. This is it's an excellent movie. Very, it's like, I guess a hidden gem kind of thing. Criterion released it recently and that put it on my radar. And I also watched it on the Criterion channel, but if you go watch it anywhere else, watch deep cover. That's a good movie. And then it put me in the mood for, I'm going to watch early nineties crime movies. So I watched the King of New York. Uh, That's Christopher Walken is like a crime boss guy and he's working with, I swear I didn't do this on purpose, Lawrence Fishburne, and also, <laughs> uh, um, uh, I don't know, a bunch of, Wesley Snipes is in it, and I don't know, a bunch of other people. It's just pretty good. It's okay. It's worth watching once, I think. It's got some interesting scenes. I think watching it back-to-back with deep cover is what fucked it over, because deep cover was so good. But King of New York's fine. It's just, Christopher Walken as a crime boss, it doesn't quite click it's it's there's a bunch of people in that movie that are like i don't know if this role was perfect for them they're like good actors so they're doing their best but it's just like kind of the wrong role for like well like wesley snipes is the cop and i feel like he needed to be one of the bad guys it's it's weird um when i watched uh my girlfriend made me watch a movie called the uh, kindergarten teacher i guess it won a bunch of accolades and stuff it is a very well-made movie, but I will never watch it again. <laughs> that is my review of that movie. I was unsettled from beginning to end. It is very uncomfortable, but it's a good movie. I, I, I gotta give it that.
2: Why is it so uncomfortable?
3: Well, it's about um, Maggie Gyllenhaal is this kindergarten teacher, and one of the kids is like very gifted, like writing poetry wise, and she's trying to nurture that that. The spark of creativity, but she's going about it really all the wrong ways, like being kind of a creep about it, and oh. like it, it's it's not she, she's not trying to do it from like an evil standpoint. Like she she genuinely has the kid's best interest at heart. But, like, the whole movie, you're like, what are you doing? This is not the right way to go about this. It's, like, it's very unsettling. And you, you keep expecting, like, is this a movie about a pedophile? It's not. It's not about that at all. But it's still unsettling for what I consider to be a lot of the same reasons.
4: I was
0: so, going was, I was to point out, did you ever watch Whiplash before? <laughs> because like, <no. laughs> He brings out the, the main character, uh, J.K. Simmons. But not in the pedophile way.
1: no that that movie's stressful for a different reason that movie's just like high blood pressure anxiety yeah but like in the best way
3: like if you stress in a two-hour film is what that movie is i watched a movie that made me stressed for two hours i watched um another movie that won a bunch of awards and i think is also getting a criterion release actually uh sound of metal it's on amazon right now they released it theatrically last year uh, it's about a drummer who loses his hearing, and uh, the whole movie's terrifying, but not, like, hmm. you know, scary terrifying. It's just, uh, it's it's got some of the most interesting sound design I've ever seen because he starts losing his hearing, so they have to, like, portray that in film, and they do a really good job with it. And also, it's just, like, you know, terrifying because... I've played drums for years, and most of the time without ear protection. And you know, losing your hearing is, and it also deals with um, addiction because the guy's an uh, an addict, and he's been clean for four years. And losing his hearing, like you know, starts fucking with him a little mm-hmm. bit. And uh, sound of metal is fantastic. I also highly recommend that. I hate to give so many recommendations, but uh, deep cover and sound of metal. I got to give two this week. They're both oh
2: Riz
0: Ab- Ahmed is in this. I know him.
3: Yeah, yeah, and um. Is that everything except... Yes, I watched High Anxiety, Mel Brooks. It is the Hitchcock send-up. Um, High Anxiety is pretty good. It's got some good funny bits in it, but ultimately it's kind of like... It's like what uh, Chaz was talking about where... um when he's the main character it's just not quite as good even though he's like a great actor i i really don't know how to quantify that see i okay i'm onto
1: something okay thank you i i i i feel bad saying that but it's i don't know what it is it's like it's the not always,
3: time... it's not 100% true it's not I, it's not always it's, but... it's
1: like a chart like there's a there's a chart or like a bar graph or a line graph that shows like the more time he spends in the film it can be really good and then it just hits a peaking burr and it falls off
3: a bell wrote, curve somewhere. When they wrote High Anxiety, they made the mistake of, oh, we're making fun of Hitchcock movies. We need to have an interesting, you know, surprising plot. And they do. And it's instead in, they're they're trying to hang gags on a serious plot and it doesn't quite hit like his good movies do. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it just made me want to watch Vertigo, North by Northwest. It made me want to watch a Hitchcock movie. It just it wasn't it wasn't as hitchcocky as a hitchcock movie, and it wasn't as funny as a funny Mel Brooks movie. So not not great. I also watched Life Stinks, which is Mel Brooks' attempt to make an actual just 90s comedy movie. It's not slapsticky, it's not there's no bits, it doesn't have Dom Deloise, it doesn't have um Gene Wilder, it doesn't have any of any of his big standby wacky wackadoo actors in it it's just he's a millionaire and um jeffrey tambor is the bad guy he's also a millionaire i guess they're billionaires and they both want to buy the same section of la and they make a bet that he can't live on the street for 30 days so mel brooks is a billionaire and he has to go live on the street as a bum for 30 days and uh, it's an interesting enough movie but ultimately uh, it's not really worth watching It really, it's not very funny. The story's kind of dumb. The only thing I liked is Jeffrey Tambor is the bad guy. He's great. (laughs) And uh, that's finally everything. I'm sorry to go so long this week, but I did watch a quite load of movies.
0: Before we move on to Chaz, I just remembered one movie because I'm such a big Tom Cruise fan. Uh, And because, hint, hint, mine might be uh, Kubrick in February, uh, I didn't watch... Eyes, wide, Eyes shu- wide Shut. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch that yet because I want to save that for February. I want to go in it cold. But I watched Collateral with him and Jamie Foxx when he's hit him. Man, that movie's fucking good. And <laughs> I had such a, like, early 2000s memory uh, music kick because they played Audio Slave at one point. Like, yeah. you are like, Won't you pawn a chime?
1: <laughs> yeah. I just spoke about this movie. I think maybe at a party a couple. It was our Halloween party or something. We were talking about this film. Yeah. And I still vividly remember the scene in that movie where he walks into the, the, he gets into that club and the guys like find him and he's about to start to fight. And he just kicks that guy's leg in and breaks it like Mm. by kicking it in, inverting it. And I'm like, Holy shit, that's like the roughest thing ever. I don't know, it's like, the, it's like the coolest scene in the film. I don't know why I think that, but... Yeah, he just kicks the guy so hard that he breaks the guy's leg, just compound fracture immediately. It's, it's brutal looking. It, for what the film is, where he's like using a lot of guns and other weapons, it's like, that didn't fit at all. Also, Tom Cruise kicking someone... To break their leg is kind of funny. That's oh, yeah. all he can reach is their Cause, legs because he's
0: little. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part is like when he's uh, he ties Jamie Foxx to the steering wheel, and like Jamie Foxx' boss gets on the line and he's like, "Hey, where you at?" And he's like, uh, degrading Jamie Foxx, so like tell him to shove the cab up his ass. And like Jamie Foxx delivers, and he's like, "You could take this cat this cab, and shove it up your ass." <laughs> 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 but uh yeah i i watched that it was good but uh chaz what the hell you been watching
1: playing or doing well it would have been funnier if you didn't have any interruption in between and it's okay i was just gonna say i hadn't i didn't do shit go ahead zach because andy went so well <laughs>
4: you didn't do a damn thing? A
1: no i did i did a lot of stuff it was it was gonna be a joke i had a bit but then dubs ruined it so <laughs> i had to suck it all right so no uh no you're fine i I've been on and off of being sick, uh, so it's still fucked with things a little bit, but uh, I did play... I'm like 12, 11 or 12 hours into Ragnarok, and holy shit, that game is awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I won't spoil the, the things at the, the beginning or anything, because it's fun, but there was one thing about this game that I've really enjoyed that I found funny, uh, uh, but I've all, like they found a funny and clever way to do it, but it's also just an ingenious way to keep sequels going like people have like the, the the logical thought of if you have a story that is naturally progressing through a series of games, you know, the constant thing has always been like, Oh, well, how would you have your power-ups taken from you? Or how would you not have this or that? Well, this game, you have all like the items and shit that you find at the beginning and they don't use any bullshit to take them away. Um, one of the items in the first game is, uh, this, it's effectively this nail that, you can use to open um, certain doors and the doors that ends up opening are secret ones that take you to find the Valkyries. They're like secret bosses that you have to find and they're hard as shit to fight. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of people would get anxiety because they would find one of these doors and they're go shit, I don't want to open this. I'm about to get my ass beat because you go into this big vault and then you'd find one and it'd kill you. So uh, in this game, you find one of those doors and they don't tell you what's going to happen. And you just hit it and open it. And, it's just a treasure chest and there's nothing else there and that's it and, and then like they, there's even a comment one of the other supplemental characters is with you it's like oh well I'm glad that still works uh and then someone makes a comment it's like glad there wasn't anything scary behind the door like they they reference things that happened before and it's it's just like a natural tie-in to the fact that you didn't have all your shit your loot and shit taken from you you just have everything so I, I just think that's a really cool uh, thing that not a lot of games do. So great attention to detail. Um, the game's been awesome so far. Uh, I mean, like Dub said, you didn't have to change the gameplay. More of the same with added little things and benefit, like quality of life benefits have been added to it. Um, the menu's a little easier to navigate. Um, I haven't felt like the game's repetitive yet, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story is just really good and immersive. Um, the landscapes they cover way more of the other realms uh, unlike they did in the other games uh so like Dubs, i know you said you're a little into it. how many realms have you been to so far
0: uh, no, the last time we talked about it is the last time i played it because i've been busy
1: okay uh okay so i'll leave it at that then uh yeah there's yeah, you get to do lots of travel it's cool but uh play it so i've played a good bit of that um course a new pokemon uh trading card game expansion dropped uh but uh i got fucked over by the pre-order the company i bought mine from they didn't deliver theirs to be delivered on time and it still hasn't been delivered i'm actually waiting and if it doesn't deliver in a day or two i'm probably going to have to cancel and get my money back Oof. which sucks uh but uh um that i dropped and it's been fun i've been playing some of the new cards online and uh for those that do play or are aware of the cards, the Lugia V Star is a fucking broken card in, in uh Pokemon trading card game. Um, yes. It's actually, I, stupid. If it doesn't I get
3: banned, I'd be surprised because you can it, use it in conjunction with a bunch of other cards and get like just ridiculous stuff on turn two
1: you can just have an instant kill yeah you you like you can just do everything on turn two yeah it's it's actually stupid and there's a lot of different ways to play it i i don't know if it's ban worthy yet but at the same time i haven't played in pokemon long enough at least more recently to see what they find to be banned usually banned cards are ones that the format's so warped like it's a card that you can play in everything and it's so warped that you either have to play that card or not play it at all mm-hmm. it's not to that level uh because it, it's pretty easy to counter but I think what's going to happen is basically either you're going to play that deck or you're going to play a deck that counters it, and that's and then from there it's a rock, paper, scissors. Like
3: Yeah, that's no fun. I hate that. I hate when I, it comes down to that.
1: I don't necessarily mind that. I mean, a lot of the formats can be that way at a, at a large point anyway. Like, Mew, like basically right now, or before uh, before Silver Tempest actually becomes legal, basically it is what deck counters, uh, what, what deck countered Mew, mm-hmm. and then decks that are good against Mew, uh, are bad against xyz so then you play those and you then reggie yeah. and then reggie gigas became a deck that was like good against everything but the funny part is is that it's not playable online because a key card is banned online because it's glitched
3: which one what the, is it
1: uh, one of the energy cards is banned online right now really? because i, I wonder
3: because i tried to make the deck on the app and it, i couldn't find all the cards i needed so maybe why
1: yeah, Gift Energy's banned, uh, but you have to play other cards around it. That being said, people play it. It's just not nearly as good. You I mean, you don't,
3: but, I mean uh, you don't need Gift Energy. You can use... I mean, I think I just have Aurora Energy and Speed Energy and a couple Double Colorless and something else. I don't know.
1: Yeah, people just play around it. Um, But that that being said, um, it, it's always still Rock, Paper, Scissors in a way, but it's usually a little more broad. But I could see the Lugia format literally being you either play that deck you play the, the counter to that, or you play the counter to that counter, which then opens up. Like each week, like a new deck is going to be like the winner because people are doing that, the rock, paper, scissors format, which it does get a little boring. Um, but whatever. Uh, I didn't really play any other video games uh, or do much else. I had, uh, unfortunately, if, if you guys are reading any news at all, like every child in America is fucking sick. And every child around me has decided to come and see us. So we've been really slammed it off at work. But then my wife and I went and did like a little like date weekend getaway. We had planned for a little while in Columbus. We basically got a nice hotel. We were going to just spend a romantic weekend getaway together and, and do a little shopping. And and we were maybe going to go do like some wine tasting or something. Well, that all got ruined because we were sick the whole weekend. So we spent most of the, the time in the hotel room with like runny noses, um, but we went and did a little bit of shopping. You got to do that
0: um, uh you got to do that like British meme, you know, the one where they're all in the the backyard and a guy just starts slapping everybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about the uh oh shit, the um it's that t. It's from that TV show where he slaps, them and then he goes on and he just keeps slapping every person that comes up to him. Yeah, that's the guy that <laughs> do all the
0: sick people. Just get the fuck out of my way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got a runny nose. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So we we basically we had a good time and I actually got a lot of good rest. But I spent I spent all this money to go to this uh, stay in a nice hotel in a city, and that happened. So. Um, we did watch a movie while we were there. Uh, I think it's the only additional thing I've really watched. Uh, we watched this, this really bad movie on Netflix with Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson called "The Man from Toronto." It is a comedy movie where uh, Kevin Hart plays this like goofy fuck up of a person who's trying to like he tries to do everything right, but he always does something obviously wrong. in so, a Kevin, Hart up. It's Kevin, a Kevin Hart movie. It's a Kevin, it's a Kevin Hart movie. <laughs> Woody Harrelson is an assassin and basically Woody Harrelson has a planned hit to go kill someone like extract information from someone through torture and then kill them and Kevin Hart accidentally shows up to the place like they don't know each other at all they're from different parts of the world uh, but he shows up at the same place and, and gets the address wrong and shows up and then they think he's the guy so then the U.S. government uh, intercepts him during this it's like a raid situation and says, we know who you are, you're a fuck-up, but we're going to have you pretend to keep being this person so we can catch the people responsible. So he has to pretend to be an assassin, and then the real assassin, it, it's really fucking stupid. So it's mm, north by uh, northwest. Yeah, actually, it's it basically, but it's in a modern lens, and, and a lot worse. Uh, like,
0: I'm surprised The Rock you know, is not in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, we like to watch weird, like, four out of ten
3: comedy movies. Well, you watch uh, all those MCU movies, I know it. yeah yeah you got it
1: it basically it's like it's like the movie version like equivalent of people watching uh but uh so we enjoyed it for what it was while we were sitting there snotting all over each other but uh but yeah it wasn't but it had a few moments that were kind of funny but it's other than that it was uh just yeah kevin hart didn't say it with his whole chest but that's okay
0: he has a small chest
1: he got small chest yeah uh i trying to think there's anything else Oh, it took me a goddamn year to watch uh, Robin Hood. Uh, everything kept happening in life to interrupt it. So it took me like a legit, like four or five hours to watch this movie in <laughs> pieces. But I finally got to get through it and watch it. it took you five uh, hours to
2: watch like a 102 minute movie?
1: Yeah, I, it happens sometimes. <laughs> everything just interrupts you. But uh, I've watched this movie so many different times. Like, and it, To be fair, it has been a while. I realized after, like, I, I didn't think I'd watched it for like a decade or something. But I'd watched it so many times when I was younger. It didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, that, that was all I got.
0: All right, Zach, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing?
2: Uh, I watched uh, the Princess and the Frog. Uh, oh. Short, shorn up my Disney animation a little bit. I I wanted to watch that when it came out in theaters, but I had I had nobody to go see that with. Or oh, you saw it for the first oh. time? Yeah, Before I've never it saw. Time.
1: Okay. All right, so fun fact: my daughter is named after a character in that movie um the star
3: he's he's cheating yeah oh
1: evangeline raise love
2: oh okay uh (laughs) anyway uh sorry this is where it came from i i don't i'm saying it's fine it's like okay i just I, i i don't know why i couldn't think of that or something but uh anyway um it was good uh it was very it felt like a, a missing uh movie out of the nineties or something almost though. Really? It was interesting. Um, I, I, it's an old movie now, I guess. So it's like, God damn, you, you watch a, you watch a firefly get killed and they have a funeral for it. <laughs> I, just, like, I was just like, it's, it's like, like this is worse than Bambi. Like what the fuck? <laughs> just, but, uh, it was a fun, enjoyable movie, and it, it gave me some vibes that reminded me of like the the Disney uh, Renaissance era where I grew up in.
1: Yeah, the good it Disney. It really is
2: a movie plucked out of time. I totally agree with
1: you. It's like a movie that was made like 10 years too late.
2: You know, uh, everybody always talks about, or, or it used to be uh, fif- 10, 15 years ago or so, everybody would say that. Like, people would ask, why don't they animate movies anymore? And it's because it takes too much time and it costs too much money Mm -hmm. compared to like, you know, CD movies. I wonder if that's really the case anymore, though, because everything's bloated so far out of control in terms of like teams of these animators that they have to make all these movies, the budgets. Like, at what point did it it cross over to not be cheap or, you know, fast? when there's like I, five thousand people making a movie. <laughs> like,
3: I see exactly what you're saying, and I'm gonna do my best not to be a windbag about this because this is something I'm passionate about. It's just they say that they're, Oh, all this it costs too much. We gotta employ the whole fucking country of South Korea to do all the in-betweens, and we just don't have time to do that anymore. Like I've seen And I understand there's a lot of work that goes into this, but usually it's by one or a few people, but I've seen some amazing animations in Blender on YouTube that look like drawn animation at this point. So Mm -hmm. I think that's the next step. If it costs so much less to do CG animation, just do it in Blender or something similar and make it look hand-drawn, because God damn it, hand-drawn just looks better. Mm -hmm. I'm sick of every... all, All the Disney movies are... They, just, they look too samey now like if you took a shot of a background character from big hero six or tangled or frozen or whatever one of the newer ones are i don't think i'd be able to tell them apart they just they all have the same character design
4: mm-hmm. and
3: I, I don't like that at all and i'm not saying like you know the, the older disney movies have a little of that going on with the animation too but i still feel like there was a like if you look at a background in Hercules. There's no way you're going to confuse it with a background from Aladdin. And I'm not saying that because of geographical stuff. I'm saying it because of stylized differences. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, e- even even the lesser movies like um, uh, Emperor's New Groove. You you will never mistake
2: the background of that movie to be from another movie. Well, no. Even the characters. If you just uh-huh, look at the characters, are uh-huh, uh-huh. all the the way they're design- drawn. They're drawn differently. Yeah, and like, that's that's what I miss. I, I mean, her- a little character. Yeah, but uh, I, I just kind of wonder about that when I watch that movie. And I'm just like, eh, maybe maybe someday there will be more hand-drawn cell animated movies and stuff.
0: I got a question. How did you start to watch that movie? Were you just, like, seeking it out, or were you just, like, came across it and just, like, I'd never seen this before. Let me go watch it.
2: Oh, sometimes uh, me and my sister will hang out, and we'll watch movies, and she oh. wanted to do a Disney. I'm like, oh, that's fine. Oh, cool. I haven't seen that movie. I'll go. I, so I went along with it. It's good movie to watch but uh like then i uh turned it around on her and made her watch bram stoker's dracula ah <laughs> well, that's quite the turn quite the turn but it, i did it for a good reason because uh uh she really likes winona ryder and stuff and keanu reeves i'm like have you ever seen the dracula where they're both in it she's like there was a movie like that because she's like six years younger than me she didn't even know it existed <laughs> But, uh, I was like, "Yeah," and then we watched it, and it was it was fun. But
0: uh, <laughs> did she did she go like parts where it started to go off the chain a little bit, where she's like, "This is kind of weird," or where yeah, she yeah, like, what's
2: happening? And I was yeah. like, "This is what's happening," and then she's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> nice, but uh, yeah, uh, she like we, we it was fun. I like that movie. I don't know, we did a whole thing about that already. Uh, I also watched a video called uh, Sega Saturn Myth Busting. Uh, that just kind of popped up in my feed oh, on YouTube, and it was interesting. It was like, okay, let me check this out. Somebody did a long video about the Sega Saturn. Uh, and it was interesting. The guy's angle was he was pretty much tackling like stuff that like gaming culture, like at large, had kind of come up with about the Saturn. Like, oh. It, uh, the Saturn was never really designed to, to do 3D well or, or or stuff like that. And how it, that stuff was like basically false, just like preconceived notions about like what the Saturn could do that just people came up with, or like the press came up with. Um, it was cool though. It was, it was, it was a neat take. I think he went a little uh, in the weeds though, talking too much about some shmup or something. He could <laughs> probably cut that out for like about eight, eight minutes or something. Oh yeah.
0: I have a question. What is shmups? Because I've I've heard that term like a thousand times. Shoot 'em ups. Ah, okay. Yeah.
2: You know, games like uh, uh nineteen forty two, uh Radiant Silver Gun, uh, I'm trying to think of other real famous ones, Gradius uh, R type.
0: Is a shmup the remember Suburban Commando where Hulk Hogan is like breaking the arcade machine? Is that a shoot 'em up?
2: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's playing one of those games. Yeah. Uh, those man, that genre has like a fuck ton of fans for it, but I, I just Cannot get into that genre at all. Like, there's very, very, very few titles I even like.
3: You were play. asking me about one this week.
2: Well, you asked about I them up, but I was asking about Cotton. That's because it's a weirdo one. Yeah, I like the, I like the weirdo. Proteus is still my favorite, but yeah, I like the weirdo ones. <laughs> but I, I watched Cotton and I'm like, well, this looks like it's fun and not terribly frustrating. Plus, you have a life bar. We played a bunch of one at Magfest this last time. It was in the museum. Yeah, I think it was the first cotton. That's the only one that's on the uh, turbo uh, CD or whatever. Yep. Yeah, you, me, and uh, our friend—we played a ton of it. Um, and then that's all I watched. As for playing, I've still been playing RE8 and Bayonetta 3. Uh, Bayonetta 3 continues to do change up its gameplay constantly as I go. There was a sh- there was a shmup section in it. And it also turned into Panzer Dragoon sections, like while I was playing. it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that it sounds did, sweet. It did two other things at once. Um That's neat. I I fought a boss who was Bayonetta's mom because there's like weird time traveling things, and she was controlled by some kind of demon, and she summoned a goddamn demonic witch clock tower that turned into like a bunch of weapons to to attack you and shit. So that I got that. Very now. Bayonetta. <laughs> Yeah, that, that sounds just, exactly
1: like Bayonetta,
2: though. I can summon the clock tower that also gives me, like, dual Gatling guns. So, like, that's sweet. <laughs> um, Nothing else to say about uh, Resident Evil 8 right now, though. I'm, gonna, I'm probably just not going to talk about it anymore until I uh, play more Mercenaries mode and uh, Shadows of Rose, which I'm trying to get to. Mm-hmm. That's it.
0: All right. It's time to get into... Robin Hood, the men in tights, tight, tights. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm like Chaz. I haven't watched this movie in a long time. I remember liking it a lot. But again, I'm going to put an asterisk on, you know, me watching it last night. Uh, my parents went on a vacation to New York. Uh, and they woke me up really, really early because the dog started barking. At like 5 a.m in the morning and i was i was in a foul mood almost throughout the whole day I, there, there was parts that delivered but i don't know what it is about mel brooks in the 90s but i think he starts to like wind down in the 90s and i don't know what it is like the history of the world part one i was just non-stop like cackling and this the
4: 80s yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm talking right. about. I'm saying. I'm comparing the '90s of Men in Tights to History to P- World Part One. Like, I, I, I think that's his prime. Is the '80s, in my opinion, because when he starts getting into the '90s, I, I don't know. It just doesn't deliver. And even when he was in this film, like it was good, but it wasn't great. I don't know if anybody feels that way. It's like he's a rabbi he does circumcision which is kind of funny he's like i he's like really yeah. gotta work on that sales pitch yeah. <laughs> yeah and he's like i gotta it works on the younger crowd because there's a inside joke not an inside joke but like a joke about the jews and babies and and never mind anyway
1: uh <laughs> as someone who performs circumcisions i appreciated the, the whole bit it yeah it's pretty funny yeah that's uh, not how I do circumcisions, by the way. I don't. I don't put them in a, a little way. guillotine. Just chop it off. No, but the, funny enough, the the device that I use is called a guillotine. But it's...
3: barbaric! You doctors yeah. are monsters.
1: Maniacs. <laughs> I mean, I used to bite them off, but they don't let us do that anymore. COVID and all. As
0: as, as Bones would say in Star Trek, these barbarians. <laughs> um. <laughs> My favorite character is Roger Rees, the sheriff of Rottenham. He's hilarious. He's great, <laughs>
3: yeah. He's great in this, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: he dared to kill a king's dare. I forgot that he did that thing where he, like, it's like 50% of the time he'll say something and he gets his words all mixed up. And, like, the yeah. first time he did that, I didn't quite catch what was going on. I was like, what the fuck? And then he did it again. Like I was like, oh, okay. It's like he gets, he gets flustered, yeah.
1: Yeah, he does it the whole time. It, it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the angrier he gets, the
3: more dyslexic he becomes.
2: I remember like the one one he did. I think it was about the middle of the movie. I think it was like when Robin uh, showed up at the the fucking feast or whatever. He like spat out like a whole line of bullshit for like thirty sure seconds, and I was oh, like, "What yeah. the fuck did he say?"
1: <laughs> I, I even yeah. enjoy their first encounter when he's like got him hanging upside down, and he's basically defeated. He's like, "I'll pay for this," and they just look at him like, yeah, "Well, yeah, you kind of are now." Yeah, that was funny. Like,
2: You'll pay for this. Kill him, and then he just points a sword at him. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've changed my mind." It changed my mind. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Richard Lewis as Prince John was great too. Uh,
2: You know, something about that guy's performance, like uh, maybe the way it was written, the stuff he was doing, I don't know why, but it made me think of like Gene Wilder for some reason. So the way he was doing some of his lines or something, I was like, was this part written for Gene Wilder and he just couldn't do it? (laughs) I
1: felt like he was trying to pretend he, it was like, Mel Brooks hired him and said, I want you to pretend that you are playing Jerry Seinfeld playing the king or playing Prince John. Like, I don't know. It's a very like Jerry Seinfeld-esque like way he acts. I, I mean, it's like the New Yorker thing. Like he kind of acts, you know how we talked before about how Mel Brooks was like, if a New York Jew were this person, that's mm-hmm. how he acts. This guy acts like, well, if, if you just had a, a New Yorker play that's, Prince John, that's kind of how he acts. It's, modern uh,
2: metropolitan New Yorker.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You ever watch uh, the show Seventh Heaven? It used to be on CW back in like the early two uh, I mean, thousands.
1: The guy that was super Christian that ended up like touching all those children later. Well, the irony and all of that, but that's a whole different.
0: Thing. Yeah, but besides that, pedophile. Um... <laughs> <laughs>
3: We're gonna talk about the other pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> but Richard
0: Richard Lewis was uh on that show uh and he was a rabbi because his daughter was like uh dating uh the pedo's uh, so- son or something like that. I'm gonna call him a pedo because that's what he is. I know, it's just, <laughs> I have
2: no context for the show, so that's, <laughs> that's how I'm hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But he, he was funny in the show and all that stuff, and it's funny that uh I have a feeling like he probably like went up to Mel Brooks and like, I want to be a rabbi. He's like, no, I'm a rabbi. You're going to be Prince John. <laughs> oh, okay. But uh, trying to uh Blinken, Oh my God. Blinken is hilarious. I, 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 yesterday I fucking laughed out loud when he's fighting with the post.
1: <laughs> oh my god! So Blinken's my favorite character in the movie. It's, it's so stupid, but I just cannot stop laughing when he does stuff. And there are subtle things he does in the background when you're not watching, like this way he stands, like he'll accidentally like stab himself, or like t- like the way he
3: touches people. Well, everyone's always looking one direction, and he's looking the wrong direction. Just little yeah. things like that always crack me. So. On. He's right got before, a lot of my favorite lines in the whole movie. Like like my, my name sent up for people watching the videos. Robin, you lost your arms at the Crusades. Oh my yeah. God, but you grew a nice set of boots. <laughs> but, yeah, you have a nice pair of boots. Well, even
1: before when they catch him, the house gets blown away and he doesn't realize it and he's looking at like medieval
2: porn.
3: But it's got like an imprint or something can feel it. <laughs> yeah. and, like, it's, it's, a like, yeah, it's a braille. Yeah, it's like feeling the,
2: the woman on the other side of the fucking center <laughs>
3: <laughs> no one of my one of my favorite lines in the entire movie is him is uh well him and uh, Dave Chappelle but oh, the at the end he says oh, yeah. oh the new sheriff of Rottingham will be uh, my my good buddy, Achoo. And they're all like, a black sheriff? And Blake goes, he's black? Yeah,
2: <laughs> he <laughs> worked at Blazing Saddles. He
3: yeah. worked at Blazing Saddles. It's, it's that, that whole part, that's the biggest laugh for me the whole yeah. thing. I didn't,
2: I, I didn't know Dave Chappelle was in this movie. Like, it's been a really, really long time since I've seen this. So this is like me watching it new. So I didn't expect yeah. that. I was like, oh, shit, he's in this movie. It, this is like the first movie role I guess he had, really. Yeah, yeah it the just first movie. Know
1: yeah, this is the first movie I can remember seeing him in that he, he was in. Uh, but his character's hilarious, too, because he just acts like himself through through the movie. Pretty much. Like, yeah. Like, hey, yeah, peace. Like, <laughs> it's so, so stupid. They dropped that in the middle of like being in the medieval times. But blinking, my favorite thing that happened, I it's the hardest I laughed in the movie, and I think it's because I never – I don't remember ever seeing it. And it's so subtle, but it's so stupid. Right before the scene at the post where he's doing like all the crazy stuff, they break out to have their fight, and everyone goes off to actually fight and he stands and he goes and he quickly goes, oh, and he just swings his sword up and down like this, and like the shots like top down it's so, like they're like panning away That's and after he brings him. a
3: drink to Robin,
1: yeah, yeah, and uh he he's literally just sitting there swinging his sword up and down, and no one's anywhere near him. <laughs> I don't know. It's just something like about seeing how they did that, and then it, of course, it shows the next scene It's like when he's like beating the hell out of the post, and he's like fighting as fast as he can. It, it, I don't know. it is was great.
2: My favorite gag with Blaken was when he was like on watch, and then like Robin was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> are you he's doing like, up there? "I'm guessing. I, I guess there's something over there." I, I and then he like he's like, "All right, well, carry on." And then he's like going to get down off the ladder. He's like making sure of the ladder as he knocks it over. Mm-hmm. He crawls through it and he, he like goes to reach for it and he's like there's just this long pause and he start, he goes oh shit he's fucked <laughs> that makes me laugh way harder than it should have uh
0: another great scene uh I forgot the u- ugly bitch in the tower's name what was her name
3: Bernhilda? Bernhilde. Yeah. Br- <laughs> no no no, you mean
2: the hag. No. Yeah. hag, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't... A latrine. A latrine. Because <laughs> <Is it> <laughs> like wait they changed your name it's like yes it was shithouse <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: that was a good gr- that was a great I name i suppose change.
2: that sounds better
0: <laughs> there's a part though where the sheriff is like showing prince john the catapult like it's a new feature <laughs>
1: oh yeah sh- he shoots her over and he's wanting wanting a husband and it shoots running him through the uh her like cottage or part of the tower or whatever yeah. <laughs> her delivery of thank you that's <laughs> yeah. well even at the end like he gets away he, he and what's funny is like all that commotion like i had uh um i had the uh subtitles and stuff on Just like by default it's on and when he's yelling while she's like trying to basically molest him, and he's going, no, I don't have time. I have a headache.
4: They- <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. And then he, he gets up and she's, she looks like right at the camera and says, I was this
3: close. I touched it.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, oh my God. Uh, little John, when you know he gets up to the the bridge, and then uh, a chew is like, hey, what are we fighting for? Look, West Bank,
2: East Bank. East Bank. <laughs> it's the principle of the
1: matter. <laughs> <laughs> and- yeah, and then of course they have the fight with the sticks, so or they keep breaking and they get super small. Uh, ah <laughs> it's, just, it's just like they're playing on hands or yeah I, I remember doing that as a kid with someone like reenacting that like acting dumb and then like having a smaller stick and then like ah and then like doing the thing where he hit the hands and then of course little john pretend like thinks he's drowning because he's in water you feel it on his back so he's like i'm drowning i'm drowning help help and he's like there uh,
0: you guys have to, uh maybe you guys watch other robin hood movies but the great yeah, uh, the intro in the beginning is like, "Why did I always start burning out village?" <laughs> I
3: think that's a re- reference to the Kevin Costner Robin Hood movie. I believe. Yeah, I, I think
2: it's more of a spoof off of that, directly off of that yeah. movie. Yes. Yeah,
1: because yeah, this movie is pretty hot off of when that movie was made. Because that movie was like ninety or ninety one or something. Ninety one. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Uh, you, Mel Brooks. They make make that reference, but then they keep saying, get out of our village, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks is all leave us alone, Mel Brooks.
0: Yeah. And I I choose father is a sneeze. sneeze.
1: (laughs) Played by Isaac Hayes. Yeah. yeah Uh, Yeah. uh,
0: Fucking chef. Uh, uh, Um tell me if I'm saying his last name right. Carrie Elwes is Elwes Cariules yeah <laughs> L-s, L-s, L-s. L-s, L-s. the
3: great Cariules
0: the whole time I yeah.
3: love Carioles. this is one of my favorite castings
2: is him yeah. in Robin Hood. he's great this, this is probably one of his better performances
0: <laughs> my retarded autistic brain every time he came on screen I was like Oh, i want to play a game because he's dr gordon and uh fucking saw
3: <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. okay yeah that's not i think of uh princess, princess bride, bride but okay yeah, I mean, I think yeah. princess bride this movie days of thunder
2: saw <laughs> I,
1: do I, I don't think it, i didn't realize he's in days of thunder that's a that's a fucking call yeah one day
2: know. when we do Christmas, which is where we're all gonna do tom cruise movies we're gonna watch movies. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, I invented a, a, a holiday where we celebrate Tom Cruise. It's called Christmas, and we just watch cruise movies. I, I did that with my friends one time.
1: Merry Christmas! It sounds great. I, I'm fine Car- with that. We gotta Car- start Car- a
2: cocktail so we can just drink the whole time, right? Fuck yeah! yeah. And be in Car- tighty whities. Is, is Tom Cruise's like partner in his race team, and he's like an asshole. They're like an asshole to each other. They, they wreck each other and shit. It's weird. <laughs> yeah
1: anyway make. yeah well funny enough i didn't watch princess bride until this year i i never watched it before really? so when i always thought of this actor i always thought of him in this movie and that's
3: pretty much it i, I saw this movie robin before hood. i saw princess bride but i saw them far enough apart it didn't click and then i watched robin hood man in tights again i was like oh my god this is perfect <laughs> yeah because he'd be the t roles years. Yeah, it's pretty good.
0: I was dumb dumb. I always thought those two movies were connected in some way. I,
3: I get I get a lot of jokes <laughs> from these two movies and um, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail all kind of like screwed up in my head every once in a while. This Maybe has kind of
2: Monty yeah. Python ish gags in it mm-hmm. though. Because uh, I was, I was getting really hard, like Monty Python vibes a little bit. I was getting that from History of the World too, because in the Roman part, mm-hmm. I was like, "Where's the joke?" Where he's like, "Oh, you think my friend
3: Biggest Dickus has a weird name?" That's from fucking Life of Brian. I'm an idiot. Like, yeah. I, I was expecting it the whole movie, and at the end, I was like, "I'm a fucking retard. I forgot what the movie that was in." <laughs> <laughs>
1: but it is, it is similar. So I mean, that's that's why they're both pretty good. But... Uh, I totally forgot Patrick Stewart's in this movie. I already yeah, texted that out. Good. I was like, oh, He did yeah. the fucking It's Good to be King again. And that try. got me too. I was like, God did it again. And there was a walk this way. There was there a was walk a, this way. There was a walk this way. When Fuck they me. when they finally capture him, uh, they're like, walk this way. And they, <laughs> they strut about,
0: out. Dude, no, the the sheriff doing that, walk this way. Huh. And they then, then, just yeah. all look at each other like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they just go, go, go along with them. <laughs> oh man! Now that like I'm talking about it, like it's 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 getting better. Uh, because I was just in a fucking terrible mood yesterday.
3: It happens. Happens to all of us, buddy. But I think I think this is the last great Mel Brooks movie. Yep, I, that's the reason I picked it.
1: I agree. This is this is the last great Mel Brooks movie, in my opinion, as well. Mm. Again, there's only one other movie, right? It's uh, this is after.
3: Yeah, it's just Dracula after this. Like, I think life stinks. Did it come out before or after this? I actually don't know. It's, it's about the same time. Yeah. Who would you? Uh, who, it's after. It was ninety six. So. Yeah, oh, okay. Is, this um, is the last great Mel Brooks movie. There were two after.
0: What do you think of Marion besides being hot? I
3: mean, uh, she's fine. Yeah. She's,
2: she's funny in her own way too. She's always doing like the over dramatic fucking oh her, her voice her voice
3: was really good for that role
2: i think yeah that too
0: mm-hmm. uh empress nymph uh, i think was i liked her more in history to world part one but obviously she had a in my opinion bigger role than marion by the way her having the everlast fucking underwear that was locked
4: <laughs> oh,
3: the <trusty> belt? yeah i <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. uh, And then uh, that that German Broomhilde, yeah, Yeah. and she's like cock blocking her all the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, subtle nod to Broomhilde. She she falls on uh, Little John, and she's like talking about how he's a soft, gentle man. Oh, whatever can I do for you? Get off me! me?" (laughs) And they even call him out, and he's like, I'm sorry, I got scared. I panicked.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that thing with the horse that they do, where like she's like, I gotta go ward Robin, and she jumps down on her horse. it's kind of cool, mm-hmm. and then oh yeah, she you're you're goes right to, to, to the horse is like she's crazy. Sometimes <laughs> <It's, it's subtitled laughs> the <fucking> horse, <laughs> <laughs> the like fuck. kind of gets out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think what we're
3: getting at is uh the casting in this movie is is. Flawless. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it is very good. Oh, Dom DeLuise. Oh, it's uh, Don Giovanni. Yeah, 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 it was yeah, that. fucking funny. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> the Godfather. Yeah, just straight up killing the the, the fucking Godfather accent.
3: <laughs>
2: the two fucking It's Lizard, goons. Charlie. Charlie, wake
3: up. Charlie, oh,
2: oh, Charlie. I will take these cotton balls from you and put them it's in the my pocket. pocket. <laughs> 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 he just, like, throws nuts at him. like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I even, like, at
1: the beginning, when he, when he first meets him, and, he, and uh, the one goon is starting to go off, and he's like, ah, thanks for inviting us. He's like, like hey, hey, Mook, shut up. <laughs> he's like, no, no, it's
3: the wrong bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's just such a weird this. place for that too, because Godfather came out way before this. <laughs> it's such a dated like joke, but it's
1: still funny. Maybe because Goodfellas came out a little before. Yeah, this? Goodfellas '92 is a year before.
2: Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Mel Brooks watched Godfather while he was t- fucking writing that script. <laughs> I imagine yeah. they were
3: writing it and Dom Del Luis was like, hey, I do a really good
2: Godfather. And they're like, oh, we got to find a place to put yeah, this in Yeah, check movie. out my, my Marlon
1: Brando. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got
2: this. The guy that he had with him, though, that was like the assassin, he looked like, a lot like Clint Eastwood. I had to like, I did like a double take. He so was like, what the fuck? It was seriously almost like a stunt double for Clint Eastwood, in the 70s or something. Mm-hmm. and i like to are so talk about that like the archery
1: part like that scene where they do the archery thing and he's like oh, i lost and he's like wait a second and they do the fourth wall breaking where they all pull the script out and he's like i get another shot and they're
2: like bullshit <laughs> and they pull the prince pulls out the script. everyone's like,
3: got their script
2: i don't know why part uh, yeah, where the dude shoots his through his arrow at like you know he gets his shot after and then that guy just pops. Up, he split Robin's arrow in twain. twain. Way twain. It's like the <laughs> best. It's like the best one line performance
3: from an extra I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> I think there was a Mark Twain reference in there as well. Yeah, could... yeah
1: He says, "Yeah, he says." That, Are you sure that's him? He looks like Mark Twain. Yeah, that's what Prince John says. And then Mark Twain, he's like, "What? Like who's Mark Twain?" <laughs>
3: Oh, another one of my favorite one-off performances. is uh, The <laughs> Abbott is played by Dick Van Patten, who is in like every Mel Brooks movie as like a a bit nonsense part. But Dick Van mm-hmm. Patten is the Abbott, and they they're all like, "Hello, Abbott. Good day, Abbott." And one guy's like, "Hey, Abbott." I hate that
2: guy. He gets so frustrated. The uh, bit I think the bit that made me laugh the most was like uh, it goes back to that feast where Robin's there and he's fighting all the guards and shit. And then something happened. where, like, I don't know, they were saying something to him, but he's like, Well, I'll prove that I'm the best Robin Hood out of them all, because I he's like, I have a British accent. British what that accent. accent. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that was a clear cut to the
2: the Costner movie. I was thinking, I was thinking back to the other Robin Hood movies. I'm like, you know, he's always been played by an American actor, I think, for the most yeah. part.
3: Mm-hmm. So you know, I think the line that has had the biggest effect on me is since I saw this movie for years and years and years and years, whenever I'm about to, to drink with friends, I say, there's birds, there's trees, there's squirrels. Let's bless them all until we get for Snicket.
0: Uh it. Chew has um, a snapback fucking hat.
3: Yeah, and pump shoes. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, the pump shoes. Uh, I gotta get more air. He's fucking- <laughs> he pumps his shoes on.
0: I, I still like in the beginning it, that one soldier is like, you ain't, I forget what he said. He's like, you ain't getting away with this. And then like Robin Hood takes out the arrows. And no,
3: it's, uh, you haven't seen the last of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, you've seen to- the last of <laughs> us. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's
1: good. They also make a white man can't jump reference directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever, he, uh, whenever Robin goes to jump on the horse and he straight up like just beefs it and falls. And that Dave spell just like straight up like white man can't jump, which I think it's like the movie just came out right like the movie came out the same Wait, year. i the I'm sure that yeah. Yeah, it was like 92, 93 when White Man Can't Jump came out. I that's something else I really like about this movie is uh, they stuck to this throughout the whole film. Even though uh, Robin Hood is supposed to be smooth and like like to be the best of, of everything in this movie, he's a bit of a klutz a, a couple of times, like. The horse. There's the he thinks he's doing the right thing, and he cuts the chandelier, and he gets the wrong one, and he hits himself. Like he does that throughout the movie, the whole time. They keep him as a klutz, which is kind of funny. Um, I I, I really enjoy this movie. I like you said. I think the best way to summarize it: this is the last great Mel Brooks film.
0: Oh wow! So I have some. I'm looking at IMDb, and you know sometimes they have like trivia to talk about. The scene where the sheriff uh falls through the roof uh, of latrine's room she tries to get to him to have sex with her was completely improvised by Reese and Ullman. so that wasn't supposed to that wasn't in the script they improvised that so
3: the headache thing was him making it up yeah <laughs> i have a headache i'm i have a headache i have a headache <laughs>
0: and just another fact when mel brooks called uh carrie ellis to <laughs> offer him the lead role Elwes thought it was a prank and hung up on him ah! <laughs> oh,
1: <that's pretty> funny.
0: <laughs> there's more that's, but
1: i mean that was clearly like mel brooks watched princess bride and said you're robin Hood," and then called him and he was like no <laughs> he thought it was a joke <laughs> and then that's it
0: wait i gotta i got i got one more sir patrick stewart Plays King Richard talking in a thick Scottish accent, a reference to Sir Sean Connery's performance in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Some critics <laughs> some critics found Connery's accent inappropriate for the role since King Richard would have not spoken with a Scottish burr.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. uh, Sean Connery's Scottish. It's not like he could ever drop it because he was cast as a guy in different movies where he wasn't Scottish and he still was Scottish. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the
1: point. <laughs> well, I mean, that was kind of the joke, though, in the the movie about Robin Hood having an having an actual English accent. Again, the casting of the of the other movies, they don't really try to make sure people have accurate accents. I mean, they don't oh. do this film. Funny enough, like very few people have an English accent. Robin Hood might be one of the only ones that that does. Everyone else is just like whatever their native accent is. That's
2: what they're going with. Mm. Uh, most of the most of the merry men have it except uh except you, really. <laughs> and Will, because he's from Georgia. Yeah, he's from Georgia. Yeah, he's... yeah, Will's from Georgia. He's doing an accent where he's like trying to do a British accent, but he like kinda of gives up halfway through. It's like that that's what his is.
0: <laughs> I like he he cuts his pants. What part of Georgia are you from? <laughs> South Central?
3: <laughs> South Central? <Yeah. laughs>
0: Oh man, but I mean, we hit all the the high notes. I, I'll give you my final thoughts. I I that day I had a bad time, but now I'm talking about it. Uh, it was a good. Movie. You, you were, guys are correct. It's one of the last great uh, Mel Brooks movies. Um, from that from that point on, it kind of goes downhill a little bit. Uh, but I highly I not highly recommend. I recommend this movie.
1: I highly recommend it. Yep, I highly recommend it too. This is one of my favorite films that he made. I think this is one of the more underappreciated movies he makes too, which I know it sounds like a weird thing to say, but when you go back and look, and I was surprised when I was looking up like rankings of like on the line whatever bullshit sites and people were ranking these, this movie ranks really low in the yeah. movie. It's like, it's always like
3: seventh or eighth. Or it's eight. foolish. Like, this movie is better than Spaceballs. It's, it's dumb. Ooh
1: Mm. oh we're we're gonna talk about Mm. that but uh but i i definitely think it's within the top five of his films and at least my personal top
2: five yeah i noticed critical reception for this movie was really mixed more negative and even like modern reviews are kind of like this movie's stupid Uh, yeah point Fagula. <laughs> yeah. No, we're straight. <laughs> no, we're straight. Just Mary Yeah, just marry. <laughs> no, I, I recommend this movie too. Uh, this this was good. Uh, I, I'll reserve all my commentary about which one's better than the other for later.
3: Yeah, no, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm I, honestly I have my fingers crossed. I really want to watch Spaceballs this time and like get it this time. I want to be like, oh my god, it is one of the best ones. It's just. We'll see. We'll see next week. Yeah. Also, yeah. yeah obviously, we're watching Spaceballs next week. I guess it's spoiled it for everyone. I don't know. Um, also, if you're on the well, advanced well, course with me, we're watching Spaceballs and Silent Movie this week. So, there
0: you go. Well, what's the official Chaz? Are, are we doing Spaceballs next week?
1: I want to fuck with Andy a little bit now and be like, we're watching Blazing Saddles, but no. You said I'm we'd watch it Spaceballs. last. I know. I know. <laughs> Process <laughs> I of we'll watch- elimination. We're watching Spaceballs.
0: <laughs> yeah, I will. I will have a question for Zach when we do the final rankings because I want to know. I'll, I'll I'll keep you suspense in suspense for that question. Uh All right so I'm like
3: no books, uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> i've straight had the vibes of that what's uh the movie tommy boy whenever they're laying there in the fucking dark and it's like nothing's been said for a minute and he goes <laughs> Uh fucking, Uh who, 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 I remember the Hey Richard, now. who's your favorite little rascal? <laughs> it's just
4: oh then.
3: Oh, exactly I forgot what I've rascal, seen that movie it. three thousand times, okay? Oh uh, we're
1: we're eventually gonna have to have a uh have to have uh fuck like, what's his name chris farley. Uh, chris farley we're gonna have them have a chris farley month or something but yeah i love that movie that movie's so fucking stupid in the best way
0: yeah chris uh, chris farley by the way is probably one of my top uh favorite comedians <laughs> in like all his movies i enjoy so
3: definitely mine, yeah. He uh he did uh I think it's my favorite Saturday Night Live skit of all time. I don't know, there's a bunch of them, but uh the one where he's auditioning to be a Chippendales dancer. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. the funniest oh, one. Yeah. That's the funniest thing I've ever I actually oh, goddamn it, I'm glad we're friends
1: because I've actually had legitimate arguments with people about that because everyone always jumps to like the really famous thing where he's the salesman. And he's just like overly, like just amped, and he's just going crazy down
0: by the river like, and all that. Yeah, so. by the river, he falls
1: yeah. yeah. on the table. Yeah, so. yeah,
3: yeah that was yeah. really yeah. good too. Don't get me wrong, but, it's iconic, than that, but I, yeah. uh, I mean, and and, and uh, Zach Galifianakis has totally ripped this off of him, and he will admit it. But where he would do the Chris Farley interview show and he like interviewed, um, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to Paul McCartney. He interviewed Paul McCartney. He's like, do you, rem- do you remember, do you remember a revolver? Yeah, it was <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> I I always I he's just, he's
3: like really nervous. <laughs> he's oh, God, so fucking funny. I God, always we're
2: way off. We're way off now. We're I know, I off. know, but I
0: just want to say this because my friend Kathy, I'm gonna put you under the bus real quick. I always do this bit with her because she's really tiny, and every time she used to come over my house in New York with her jacket, I would do the bit. Fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> Richard, Richard, we were, yeah.
1: Fat guy in a little, cat, Richard.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little coat, Richard. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I've definitely fat guy in a little coat. and it, it, We've all done it and tried to rip it. Yeah. yeah. Fuck with well, it. I mean, not that we're giving the future away, but shit. That, 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 might, be, that might be what we're doing next time I get to pick. But uh, anyway, um, space yes, balls next week. And then, of course, that does leave Blazing Saddles for the, the final week. I mean, what else was it going to be? Um, and you're, yeah, and yeah. if you're in
3: Mel Brooks 401 with me, we're going to watch. <laughs> I'm going to watch what I want, when I want. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Some of our listeners yeah. might be on the advanced course with me. Mel Brooks has so few movies. It's so easy to watch them all in a month.
4: I'm
1: doing yeah. an online course. That's why I'm waiting. I'm, gonna wait. I'm just going to wait till I'm on call, and I'm just going to go on one of those like benders where I just and just watch it like eventually i'll finish god of war and then i'll start playing pokemon and the thing with pokemon is i have that autism where i can do literally anything while i'm playing pokemon yeah no 100
3: percent. pokemon is the kind of game uh, it's on the switch anyway you can can, totally watch something while you play i can legitimately do like
1: two or like i could do like multitask and then also add pokemon to that multitask and i'll still like get like 80 to 90 percent of whatever i was supposed to do anyway like it will get most
2: of my attention are you saying so, Pokemon has such rote and simplistic gameplay that you can just do whatever you want while you're playing it?
1: No, I say that's so why I said autism, because
2: I can do that.
1: I, it's it's my special, like unique, like little chip of autism that I that specific type
3: of game I can do. But I mean, yeah, uh, if you're just running around fighting, it does it's like any other RPG. Like I remember playing a lot of Bravely Default while watching television shows, just because yeah, you, I mean, you could play it all with the D-pad, you're just right, 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 attack down, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. Since Zach brought up like an animated Disney movie, I'm going to go watch an animated Disney movie this week. I'm going to watch Atlantis, The Lost Empire. I like that movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Why that one?
0: Because I've never seen it. There <laughs> it is. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. yeah it. It. It's got great character Emperor.
3: design. I really like the character design in that movie. I'm going to
1: watch Emperor's New Groove. Because I, I, you said that, and it's like, oh, shit, now I can't stop thinking about that. And I haven't watched a movie in a while. I watched it not too long ago movies it was pretty funny there's so many good memes from that too but but yeah we, we got our, our picks uh you want to get us transition over to to give us some news
0: news that matter to us Chaz, take us away what's the news
1: all right well uh, only only bit that, that matters it's important ash ketchum is finally the world pokemon champion oh yeah why is that
2: so Avengers.
3: newsworthy
1: what is going on
2: why is He's he like, still like, young
1: he finally won the world championship yeah it's weird he like time travel they like rebooted the series but mm-hmm. he still they still counted like the other stuff or yeah, I, like, I don't get it, the, I, haven't I, watched saw, it I didn't yet. see
3: it yeah but i saw like pictures of it like you know memes or whatever but some of the pictures were like all of his pokemon at sure. whatever bill's pc pokemon ranch wherever the fuck they are and it was like pokemon that he caught in the original series as well so I got really confused mm-hmm. about like whether it's all canon yeah. or not. I don't know. He's got I
1: don't the, know. there's some weird like he we still had there. he had
3: like six Tauroses at some point because he like captured a whole bunch of them in like episode twelve mm-hmm. or something. And I remember that because I'm a weirdo. But I don't know it's just like they're there, and I was like, well, what the fuck? What's what's real? <laughs> Wait, well, hey, well, yeah, what is this? What is
1: life? Yeah, I, I like real? to think there's probably a laboratory where there's like thousands of Ash Ketchums turns out he's not real he's just been cloned or he died a long time ago he's been cloned over and over so they can keep perpetuating the story Yeah,
3: yeah. like they say if he aged in real time he'd be like 28 right now or
1: something <laughs> yeah i mean he was 12 when he first started and that was 25 years ago i so. think he was 10
3: he was 10 in the first episode and
1: mr 10 so 10 so 35 he'd be 35 today for if they, they went based on that time what like, what's society yeah. lets
2: 10 year old kids just wander around outside out go on journeys it's, you
1: should look up. You should look up the really dark history of the Pokemon world to find out because there's some really good theories about how they're actually post-apocalyptic, war-torn bullshit, and
3: all the men are gone. Like a lot, a lot of the games support that too, because yeah. all the games have a backstory where it's like there was a great battle and some shit happened. They all have that yeah. backstory. I in just... the
1: original game, like all the men are very old, except for Lieutenant Serge, who is a military man who's retired from the military, and then there veteran. and then there's like the criminals and there are no male adults. They're they're all children.
0: <laughs> so
1: take it for what it is.
0: I just imagine it's like Lord of the Flies or, like, Metal Gear Solid Five when Liquid Snake was, like, building that child army in Africa. <laughs> That's what I imagine, like, all the kids going out in the world and doing shit. Um, but, yeah, it, it, Ash Ketchum got that Adrian Brody fucking blood. He's always fucking young, it seems like. Yeah, I guess so. Mm. But, yeah, um... When is those Pokemon games coming out? Is it soon?
1: Friday. Friday? Yeah, Scarlet Violet drop Friday, which I, I'm a little bummed. I'm not going to have my own copy until after Thanksgiving because my brother buys the, yeah. the Duo pack and then gives me one. But he won't I won't see him until Thanksgiving, so it's fine because I want to play God of War, so I'm it's, not gonna play Pokemon anyway. You
0: make it sound like it's a fucking <laughs> like a month away.
1: It's like a, hey, wee- it's like a week. But hey, when a the week. game comes out and everyone's spoiling the fuck out of it, like that's that's an eternity. But there's I, Pokemon yeah, in it. They lose it. Snorlax.
3: <laughs> yeah, Snorlax. There's some Snorlax. new kind of Pikachu. It's a little rat and it has electricity
1: listen you guys can hate on Snorlax legitimately one of my favorite things about that the last game that came out the Legends Arceus was like you're in live action so like you can actually be actively attacked Snorlax is just sleeping and you just roll up and he gets up angry and he just hyper beams and a fucking erases everything on the map like he just blows <laughs> away I remember like fighting him and I every remember one little Pokemon shit I had it was a little Starly or whatever
2: bullshit I
1: just sent it out there and he just fucking
2: erased my Okay. so it was like <laughs> atomized like in dragon ball z it's like you just vaporized from that and that's what happened yeah it
1: was like what the shit was that and the beam goes across and like part of the earth is destroyed and shit and you're like yeah
3: there's so like a huge go... beam and your lucario is lying in a crater like Yamcha.
0: so no, yeah, this,
2: it's, it, no it's gone it's like when cell is? gets atomized yeah
0: <laughs> i have a i have a little tiny story i used to work at a small airport in long island new york and uh there was this uh, when people like <laughs> leave the ter- terminal There's a security guard And he was a big guy And he always would fall asleep He had like sleep apnea and stuff cool.
3: <laughs> and- and security guard Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, security so he guard, fell yeah. asleep
0: And one of my friends <laughs> Brought in the fucking recorder flute <laughs> and, then, and then started doing the fucking song For
1: Pokemon <laughs> 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 it's, it's pretty good. because yeah. at
0: night like the the only flights that were coming in were like some some floridas but then when it get really late it, it would always be like the maryland flight because maryland is always fucking crowded and delayed um so <laughs> you just fall asleep but um but other than that um I, there's no other news i don't think uh,
1: uh i had the, the magic thing but oh I, yeah I, it is brief uh at so an article came out. I think it was on Friday. It came like well, right at the end of the day, stock market bullshit. Basically, Bank of America is claiming that Hasbro is intentionally oversupplying, like they're overprinting the copies of the Magic: The Gathering sets, like the more recent ones, and they are intentionally trying to uh, like overwhelm their market and and dive the, and tank the price of Magic cards and uh and they're they're destroying like they, literally the words they use like destroying the value of the magic card but like why? this was like this huge article yeah like, a bunch of people were pissed off about it um and they're they have i guess like some legible proof behind it about how the amount of like actual physical printings of the cards they're making in the latest sets are substantially higher than what they've been doing in previous years and uh it is going to devalue a lot of the cards but their their solution was, oh, well, they should just print less and and make it much harder to get access to these things because then the value is maintained. But the problem, and again, the whole idea is that uh, you know Wizards wants to print these, make things more available to people. Like, they're trying to meet with their base and, and meet in the middle and, and actually make it so, okay, your cards are worth money still, but at the same time, you're actually able to play the game. Like, right now, in certain formats, Standard is always, like, your your default, like, the newest cards are used, and you put a deck together with those cards and play. Outside of playing online, Standard is almost non-existent existent in a paper format because people don't enjoy playing it, but the ones that are a little older, um, Modern and Pioneer are the two that are older, like they're really hard to play. Like the average price to play a pioneer deck right now is three to four hundred dollars to play one of the, like the better decks, and you have to have a minimum thousand dollars to play modern. Like minimum, you have to spend a thousand dollars to play to build one deck, like or or more to play one of the better decks and and to actually feel like you're competitive. So that a lot of people feel like they can't play the game because they can't afford the cards. Uh, but a lot of those cards are old, so you're not going to afford those anyway. Like you're not, you're going to change the price of those unless you reprint old cards. That's a whole different thing. But um, it's just a weird thing because it seems like out of nowhere they would print something like that, and attack. But then the, again, the thing they bring up goes against what the player base wants. So I don't. I thought it was kind of interesting because I don't. I don't know what the thought of it is. Cardboard's weird. People pay money for it.
0: Because since you brought that up about like cards being expensive and possibly rare, uh, as well, like when they have these like tournaments and stuff, do they like, if there is, there is a fake card that is rare. Is that illegal?
3: A fake card?
0: Yeah. Like what's oh, like yeah. the top card, like uh, the most expensive card. Like if someone had like a oh, fake like
3: a proxy
1: or yeah. Oh yeah. I no, you, you, yeah, you can't like, if you're playing in any of like the sanctioned tournaments, you can't have proxies. Mm. Um, so the exception of that is – so there's a format that's like a – it's a casual format called Commander and within Magic. And in that format, dependent on where you play because it, it's it was created to be a casual format, people allow you to play proxies if you go to stores. But, I mean, it's to the point – like, if you just go to a store to play in a small event with, like, a dozen people for, like, $5 entry – If you play with fake cards and you're playing in one of those actual events, not only would you get disqualified from that, but if you did it again, you could get banned and not allowed to play in sanctioned events ever again, or like for a period of time. Yeah, they're really serious on proxy cards because there's a huge counterfeit market in China um, that causes a lot of the problems for them. Uh, So. I think that's where some of it comes from. They don't want cards circulating that way. So it's just a way to defend that. Mm. But yeah, they they outright just consider it a form of cheating that you don't own the card. But uh, but again, outside of EDH, like for instance, I actually use proxies. I bought tournament proxies to use an EDH because some of the cards that I own, like I have a little binder over there. Some of the cards, we're talking like each individual card is 500 to to $1,000 each. And they're really old and they can easily get damaged so i'm not i'm not going to use those to play a, a casual well format.
0: yeah i mean you could always show like i guess you probably could be like i have the actual original but i don't want to fucking, so, you know well, ruin
1: shuffle it them. yeah that but that's exactly what you do is you if you have those you can do it if you're playing in any of the other formats you can't you have to use the cards but at the same time the really expensive cards like that sparing from very specific formats that very few people play they, they don't exist. Like they don't, they don't have, like people aren't playing those. So like modern is a thousand dollars, but like it's the deck itself. Like each card is worth like $30, $40, or like a card is like a hundred dollars. You know, like you're not, you're not dealing with like one card being hundreds and hundreds, unless you're playing like a special version of that card. So, I mean, yeah, you could get like the most like blinged out version of that deck and it'd be thousands of dollars, but that's, that's different. But, um, (coughs) But yeah, if you were to go to like a commander event and play um you you could technically use proxies and be able to prove that you're using them. Like I've went I've done that before and played in side events, but at the same time, commander's never anything competitive. Like the events where people can go and win like ten thousand dollars for winning the, the tournament, those are those are formats where it's it's you couldn't use them anyway, if that makes sense.
4: It
0: makes sense.
3: I kinda see at first, it was like, why? Why would they devalue their own product? But I, it, it, assuming it's true, it just you know, mind palace here. Assuming uh, what Bank of America claims is true—that Hasbro does want to devalue the the price of Magic cards—it uh, makes perfect sense. Because how would you attract new people to this hobby if it's like, oh, it costs a thousand dollars to even get in the door yeah. to even be competitive? I mean, people are gonna say, oh, fuck that. Then I'll go play Yu Gi Oh or Pokemon or nothing. I'll play Hearthstone. yeah
0: well that's the thing too because a lot uh you know i've brought up to my friends and also you guys i'm like i'm thinking about magic because it looks cool i always right away it's too expensive and i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm like all right maybe i'll just do the online thing just so that i could get a feel of the game before i buy any of the packs to see if i actually like it Mm -hmm. uh but yeah that's the first thing that comes out of everybody's mouth it's too expensive and if they devalue them You'll get, probably get an Influx, probably Pokemon size. Uh, I mean, you won't get the kids, obviously, but you'll get people that like me joining in.
3: I think Pokemon, I mean, obviously, you know, Chaz and I have Pokemon decks, so we're adults, at least physically speaking. But I think Pokemon is the gateway drug for a lot of people to get into Magic. That's the way it was with me when I was a little kid. I oh, 100%. Pokemon, and then I went immediately into Magic the Gathering and spent way more money and time in Magic than I ever did in Pokemon yeah no think, it definitely
1: is i think it's they need harrowing. to get
3: back to that being inviting i think they need Yu-Gi-Oh and pokemon kids to be like oh you got you got this this other card game it's got like serious ass like monsters and and spells called like armageddon and apocalypse yeah i'm in this sounds cool but yeah if it costs a jillion dollars not gonna <laughs> imagine yeah, they well, no i agree yeah it's
0: imagine if they devalue it and like all the fucking gatekeepers that are collecting they're like it's worth nothing and they just start burning it those (laughs) people
3: are out there and they will be very vocal
4: yeah
1: i mean i i listen if something happens and the value crashes like i'm gonna be pissed like i'm i'm sitting on way more than i'd like over there i mean i would prefer to just move it if i think that's gonna happen because Mm. like i i can still play without cards being worth that much but i mean Yeah, I I make the joke, and I'm like, yeah, I just have Evie's college tuition sitting in a binder, but, like, seriously, there's way, way too much money invested in those cards, and I could probably just do without them because I don't even use them, but uh, it's more for the collecting reasons, but if uh, they're going to devalue it, that would happen. I think I'm I'm fine with making it so that people can play the current stuff. Like, I don't care if the current products and stuff are, are overprinted. Like, do that. That's fine. But the, I mean, where it becomes an issue is
3: stuff from the old series. It's always going to be worth a lot of money,
1: right? Well, and that's what I have. A lot of this, most of the stuff that's in that, are reserve list products. So, like based on what they have, unless they break their their you know time, eternal rule, they're never going to reprint those cards. So I don't have to worry about it. But uh, the only concern people have with this is that they're making so much product overall right now anyway. So they churn out all these these products a lot of people get overwhelmed because you can't even turn around like the people that uh, will review you know they do podcasts and and youtube shows and streams to review like what products coming out for this or that by the time they can get something together and actually use it the next product's already out like they like it's actually way worse than than pokemon is right now because of pokemon's every pretty
3: bad. we've got like four new yeah. series just this year
1: yeah pokemon's bad be- largely because japan japan has stuff coming out like literally every month and then they amalgamate that and that's they have how they smaller series, yeah. so, so but,
3: smaller sets i mean
1: yeah so that that causes part of the issue but with magic i mean literally every month or every other month they've got something new coming out and it may not necessarily be a product that is within the standard
3: rotation so that's well, i knew the they do that with... secret layer stuff monthly
1: well, you have Secret layer, but it's not new cards all the time or the cards are going to print because they're exclusives. But like if you don't know that a product is within standard rotation or not, you're trying to get into magic. You might accidentally buy something that's not legal to play in the format you're going to start in Oof. because it's
3: on the shelf. That's confusing, that's- too. I don't like yeah. magic has too much. Like back when I played magic, it was like you can play with the new sets or you can play with everything. And that's confusing. Okay. Kind of- Hey, type one, type two. That's what it yeah, was. Type one was standard, the newest sense. set. Type two was
1: you play with everything. Play with everything. Uh, now Our old collection, baby. But like now, now, there's,
3: now there's <laughs> Commander and there's all that other shit you just said I already forgot about. <laughs> oh, there's like eight formats
1: and that's only like three or four really are playable.
3: But, I remember uh, Two Headed Giant was a big deal for a while, but
1: that was it. Well, that's largely still just a thing like they do at like pre release events where you, you do like the 2v2 when you go and draft or, or you. Uh, You get your pre-release
3: packs. Uh, I've been trying to... uh, I'm I'm sorry to keep card talk going so long, but I've been trying to get kind of like a grasp of what's going on with Magic just because it's adjacent to all the Pokemon stuff I'm interested in. Because I watched a few videos about um, opening packs or the new sets or Mm -hmm. specific decks on uh, YouTube, and it started recommending a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic the Gathering stuff to me. So now mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, I know of it. And one of the podcasts I listen to, both the hosts play Magic, so they bring it up every once in a while. But I'm, I am I heard about the new set, Brothers War, and how it's about, it goes back to, like, the roots of Urza versus Mishran. I was like, oh, that's too cool. That's too fucking cool. I I really want some of those cards just because, of, you know, the nostalgia factor to it. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, but also it's got Transformers in it, like Optimus Prime and stuff. Hmm. well (laughs) not not exactly but yeah it's random so i know it's random like like not every pack is gonna have Bumblebee in it or whatever but i don't know it's it's it it seems like they're getting real desperate with like oh we got fucking fortnite cards we got street fighter cards we got well they're
1: they're not in the same sets like if you open brothers war i I don't think you're getting those cards specifically it's just that that's the set that's coming out but at the same time they're releasing a special set that's when that see that later series apparently you can get forward. them
3: as rares in there i even looked it up really i was curious and
1: i was i don't know why wow, they would okay. muddy
3: the waters like that they should do like a that,
1: secret layer yeah that's weird yeah because that's not something they've been been doing before but yeah i, I know that, like, it's some something new They're complaining
3: try maybe but i, I don't know i i say that and i'm like no oh, there's no way i'll buy that but i still really want those yoji uh yoji shinkawa cards like i looked mm-hmm. at them forever and i talked myself out there's a christmas idea for some i looked at them forever and i talked myself out of them i just like his art too much
1: yeah no it's it's pretty cool stuff yeah the, the some of the shattered glass uh transformer cards look pretty cool but but it's the thing is it's 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 weird like i am fine with them making those sets of accessible for people the problem is they make these master sets where they do reprint expensive cards and mm-hmm. that i can see that getting problematic but at the same time, the whole point of making those sets is to make those cards more available.
3: So and you so got to find a balance. Can use them in, in yeah. Play, yeah. Well, I think that's a
1: balance. Like reprint right. them so they're not overpriced, but don't reprint them so you tank the market and then ruin the secondary market. Fucking uh, okay, tank then it. People get... I mean,
3: no, no offense to you, but this coming from someone who has been putting up with all the bullshit mm-hmm. in video game collecting for years. Tank it. Tank mm-hmm. the shit out of that market. Come yeah. on, tank, tank the video game market. Come on, do it. So oh. Drop them prices, baby.
0: They yeah. took, <laughs> it looks like they took the Magic the Gathering game off of Steam. That's weird. Hmm.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Which one? Which we are you looking for Arena?
0: I'm or? just looking for anything.
1: <laughs> I think you can get so, arena just
3: straight from their site. I think
1: it, Yeah, maybe. so you should be able to find Arena on there. I so Arena is the current like so there are two different forms of online play for magic. You can play Magic the Gathering online, which is straight up it's it's not really I'm trying to think of a way to put it. It's it's pretty rough around the edges in terms of how it plays, but if you know how to play the game of magic, that's the best way to play and play tournament play because all the formats are on it. Arena is actually its own bullshit thing. So and that's actually another thing that makes this complicated. So arena, you can play standard, but all the other formats that are on it are unique to arena and they don't oh exist God, in paper <laughs> and really? the way you have to collect cards is bullshit on that game too because they strictly don't have, they don't have a, an economy where you can trade where on the other you can you can trade with people and just pay and you can rent decks that way like the economy makes way more sense on on uh, mtgo but on arena you have to straight up just craft the cards that you need and everything is worth the same value like a rare is a rare so if you open a bullshit rare, it's the same as a card that might be $50. So you can end up spending an insane amount of money, like hundreds and hundreds of dollars, How much? just to open what you need on arena when it may not be worth that. Like it's actually a bunch of crap. You have to do a lot of grinding. Uh, How much is to to just a 15 card
3: booster on there?
1: Um, I don't know right off. I'd have to look, but I remember before, like I I, I briefly tried it and, and played in uh, around with one of the formats and it, it gets pricey trying to just buy the packs because you have to grind to get the you either have to play a lot with like not having the, the cards you need that are optimal or in order to get those right away you have to just buy a ton of packs on there and it's it's pretty pricey like it's it's very like very like a lot of the pros and streamers what what they get is they want to make content as fast as possible and they want to uh, and they want to be able to have those cards and have access to new sets as soon as they drop and some of them have talked about how, like, they actually lose money trying to do that on Arena because of the the problems. Like, it's actually not worth streaming uh, Magic a product through Arena because you end up spending more money trying to get the cards you need right away because they spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars to get it versus the amount they get back when they, they stream it. Um, versus if they just do it online on the MTGO, they have ways to get that. Like you, your cards are worth value. Once you have them, you can't sell them or trade them. You can't do anything with them, so they're worthless. Whereas you can do on a, on a online, you can technically sell your stuff for cash money and actually cash out your collection again, um which is is actually really nice. So, yeah, so fun. We spend a lot of time talking about Magic.
0: Yeah. Uh, to cool. to close it off. Um... Poor
1: Zach over there just hanging out in the corner.
0: Uh, <laughs> to close it off, uh I will bring up because Andy did bring up the interview with Spoony One. I I watched that also. And by the way, I didn't even notice that was the fucking guy from Phantasmagoria too, mm-hmm. which his channel name is Conversation with Curtis, because Curtis. I heard that Curtis when Yeah. <laughs> uh, and apparently
3: he's done a bunch of other interviews with people related to the games. So.
0: Yeah. Jennifer uh, Taylor, the, the voice of Cortana.
3: Oh, uh, more news about that since we're all interested in it, except jazz, uh, the up Q and a interview is Sunday, Sunday at 3 PM. Eastern. Yes. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah.
0: And I, I, I just, uh, was looking through his channel. he have never played his own game until recently because well, of... he
3: mentions that in the interview too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, so that's, that's interesting. I, I actually want to see his playthrough. He does have a Twitch by the way. Uh, Which is, which is crazy. Uh, but other than that, I think we're ready to close it out. Um, any final things before we close it out?
2: Um, Oh, uh, check out our, uh, Lost in Nightmares episode for Ezekiel 7. We did it last week.
0: Yes. And I updated the Spotify and all the podcasting has the new logo. Um, and the name is on there. And also the Resident Evil 7 audio version is up now. It's also on YouTube. Uh, I thought it, that was one of our best episodes uh, because it was fun to talk about Resident Evil 7. It's going to be interesting talking about Resident Evil Village because if you remember, I was really high on that game and it's slowly, the the high is wearing off. It's kind of like when I played Halo Infinite where I was high on the campaign and then all of a sudden it wears off and you start to see the rough edges and stuff so you know
3: chase that game dragon
0: yeah (laughs) beware uh of our next episode which will include the gold edition stuff where the third person and also the dlc the rose and i don't know if we're going to be touching are we touching reverse are we doing that no no, oh, okay, good. I—I it...
2: I don't even know if the game will last long enough for for us to touch on it. Yeah. Uh. The other thing oh, is, yeah. getting doing, get some collar Thursday.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Unless something happens.
0: We're raw dogging yeah. it only.
2: Raw dogging it. Yeah.
3: I uh, I get I get disappointed. Thursday nights, part of my brain thinks you guys are gonna record every time, and I like to watch the beginning. Mm-hmm. And when you guys don't record, I get bummed out.
0: Yeah, I I. I was uh I just didn't have anything set up so that's why I might bring it back this Thursday um because my thing is I want to make sure the YouTube channel uh for getting some color is nice and also when I edit everything cuz I have a plan as far as how it's going to flow cuz we we uh we executively decided we're not talking news anymore cuz every time we talk news we end up talking for like 30 minutes to an hour and then at the end it's
2: an hour to an hour and a half
0: yeah and and then at the end of the episode we're just like dead so we we just decided we're gonna do the review and we the last episode that we did was was funny so it was really
1: i I think that works out well we review it and then if we want to talk about bits after like who who can beat up cm punk or whoever whatever well i will do it again we gotta bring it back we gotta bring it back
0: I want to make a segment where Bret Hart gets angry at Goldberg for a lot of things. Like I brought up, he goes into the refrigerator and finds out all the milk is gone for the cereal, so he blames it on Goldberg.
1: I remember my news bit now. I, I remember the one that I couldn't remember, which, again, it's wrestling-based, but it's still worth bringing up. because it's,
3: okay. it's not. No, you save it. You save it for Thursday. Save it? Ah, shit. I'll
1: save it for Thursday. It's oh, a right. wrestling bit. Get fresh news. We'll, we'll do it on Thursday.
0: Well, we're not going to be doing a news section, so you're just going to have to bring it up somehow. You're going to have to sh- shoe-tie it in somewhere.
1: I, I'll, I'll find it. Speaking of this, Bobby said this earlier, and, and Tony Khan, I don't, I don't, I
3: don't, I'll go. I'll do it that way. Sorry. Right. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yes <laughs> is there a wrestler who has information that will lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton because if so
2: I fear for that man
3: yeah well, Bobby Heenan Hillary
2: Clinton killed Bobby Heenan with throat cancer already like 20 years ago so. yeah. Okay. yeah
0: two shots of throat cancer in the back of the head uh, <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, if you want to watch Getting Some Color or Lost in Nightmares or Big Trouble Little podcast, make sure you go on all podcast services. I don't need to say you all, you already know it. We're we'll on know. it, we, we you know it. I'm not gonna say it, but you do, you but know. you know. But and remember, Spaceballs, we might have a debate. It might be a 3v1 v against Andy, or it could be a 2v2. Two two. Maybe Zach doesn't like space balls.
2: I have no dog in this fight, I've never seen space balls. Yeah, no, you will have a dog soon. You're yeah. gonna get a barf in this fight. That's I
3: right. Might barf. <laughs> I, barf don't know. Like I might be in
2: my own side.
0: I might order Combine some pizza the hut. Who knows? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I will see you. We will see you guys next week. Bye.
3: Thanks for listening.
1: Play God of war. Do it.